Hello and welcome to another podcast episode for Redeemer Church in Columbus, Mississippi. Our desire with these episodes is to provide quality content based on the material we're working through in our weekly core group meetings. We're striving to build a multi-demographic community of believers with the purpose of glorifying God through proclaiming the gospel, making disciples, and resting in Christ. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to another episode of Redeemer Church Columbus Podcast. This is the podcast where, as of right now, we get together to really just reiterate and just present the information that we're walking through during our core group time together. Um, and there's multiple reasons why we do this. One is that if we have individuals that are a part of the core group and they cannot attend that current Sunday, that they have the opportunity to listen in. Another would be that if we have individuals that want to be a part of the core group as we progress and we've made it through 10 or so sessions that they're able to kind of come back and listen to them and then may ask any questions they have of the leadership. And really third is that any church that's looking at partnering with us, they would have this resource for them to reference back to themselves as leadership, but also to their congregational members. And so with all of that being said tonight or today, we're going to be looking at the last of our core values, which is biblical missions. Now, to give this preference that we've gave every other time is by saying that we're biblical, we're not necessarily saying that other churches that approaches it differently is unbiblical, but rather this is our convictions as the leadership of Redeemer. And so as we get into this, I have uh, two core group members right now uh, with me, David and Nick. I think you've heard from both of them, but Nick and David, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I don't know about you. It's great. It's great. It's great. All right. Well, they're men of many words, but I'm thankful for these guys and thankful that they can help guide us through this conversation. And so let's jump into it. David, why don't you read the statement on biblical missions for us? Certainly. Biblical missions uh, consists of three primary functions of the church and believers. Evangelism, discipleship, and mercy ministries. Evangelism is the proclamation of the gospel to unbelievers. Discipleship is committing to coming alongside other believers to ensure they are being prepared for the work of ministry while resting in Christ. Mercy ministries seek to meet the needs of those in our community and all over the world with the hope that their hearts will be softened to receive the gospel. Though some may be more gifted in one area or another, it is the call of every believer to commit to these three forms of service. All right. So um, for the purpose of this conversation, we're going to break up this statement in really five sections. Um, the introduction, which I'm going to do in just a second, um, then evangelism, discipleship, mercy ministries, and then everyone's calling. And so as well as an introduction to this topic, the statement says biblical missions consist of three primary functions of the church and believers, which is evangelism, discipleship, and mercy ministries. What I want to kind of make clear here is when we address these three things, we're not saying this is only the primary mission of the church, but those who make up the church, both universal and local church. And so what I mean by that is the church members, the pastors, the elders, those are the ones that have to fulfill this. Not just the pastors, not just the elders, but the church members as well. And so it's each and every one of our calling to make, um, to share the gospel, to make disciples, and to do some form of mercy ministry that really prepares the people for this. And so as we get into the conversation 
Um, we're going to begin by also understanding that these were three primary things. There could be other things. We pray that um, these would be helpful for us as we walk through them. All right. Uh, well, the first thing you mentioned was evangelism. Yeah, so evangelism, um, you know, I really enjoyed really walking through this tonight in our house. Uh, luckily, our dog was not inside barking, but outside barking. But anyway, so we were looking at this idea of evangelism tonight. And the same in itself says evangelism is the pro- proclamation of the gospel to unbelievers. Why this is important is that what we're saying here is that evangelism, though there's different forms of it, personal, relational, church, um, event, you know, large group, small group, there's a lot of ways to be an evangelist. There's a lot of ways to practice evangelism. But the important thing is that we as an individual and we as a church would be in the regular practice of proclaiming the gospel of Christ, meaning that we would confidently share the gospel with those who do not know Jesus. Now, as we've kind of looked at on the podcast several times already, the gospel, uh, the way I like to sum it up is by inspiration of a book called What is the Gospel? It's really that God is perfect and holy. God is the righteous creator. And therefore, he is going to judge those who are not righteous, which is bad news for us and all people because men are not perfect. Men are not without error. Men are not without sin. So therefore, they're deserving of the wrath and judgment of God. But God, being rich in mercy, sends his son into the world, the one that lives a perfect and holy life, to die on the cross for all who would believe and trust in him. And then those who trust in him, meaning those who put their faith and reliance only in Christ, can be redeemed of their sin and reconciled to God to become a son or daughter in Christ, though they were once an enemy. See, evangelism is simply proclaiming that by means of the church or the individual in the life of the individual and the church. Now, there's a lot of ways that looks, but what's important is that we would find the way that's best fitting to our area, our community, our individuals that make up the church, as well as the best, just most successful way of doing it in the Columbus, West Point, Caledonia, New Hope area. So how does discipleship follow along in all this so the statement says discipleship is committing to come alongside other believers to ensure they are being prepared for the work of ministry while resting in christ i want to walk from this from beginning to end Um, this is a very basic definition of discipleship but it's simply the idea of a a newer believer falling in line with a a believer that's been saved longer and grown longer uh, in christ jesus and that that person would aid them in following Christ. Not only that, but discipleship is also seen in accountability groups of like three or four men or three or four women. It's found in our gathering during community groups through the preaching of God's word. So there's a lot of things that we as believers pour into the life of one another to really help them fall and to be uh, disciples of Jesus Christ, to learn how to follow after him and do what they have called him to do. And the purpose of this is so that they would be prepared for the work of ministry, which then goes back to this idea of being an evangelist and a disciple maker, that we as a church would come alongside men and women, prepare them to come alongside men and women with the gospel as well as discipleship. And while we do this, not only we as disciple makers now, but also as individuals being discipled, we do it by resting in Christ. 
That if I am seeking to uh, preach regularly, to meet with an accountability group, to lead a community group, to even meet one-on-one with individuals, if I'm seeking to do all of these things, it's not in my power or my ability, but rather in the ability of Christ in the work of the Spirit and the empowerment of the Father. And so when we do these things, we're trusting that God is going to do a work that I can't do. Um, one thing to note about this is that when it comes to church planning, generally speaking, the desire is to bring in people by evangelizing and sharing the gospel and then being new believers. That's generally the approach. And that will be a primary approach of us here at Redeemer. But another side of that will be that as we try to reach the Air Force community, as well as those that are make up the W, there will be many people that move to this area that do not have churches yet. And so our desire is to make the connections with leadership in the schools or leadership in the Air Force or leadership in other places where people come from to connect them with our local church pretty early on. So one, they can become a part of Redeemer and grow in Christ there, or we can help them find a place that would be best fitting for them. Now, where does Mercy Ministries fall in play? So Mercy Ministries, just a note beforehand, Mercy Ministries is one of those things that if we do them by themselves, we're not doing the work of God. And what I mean by that is that if we seek to meet the needs of individuals, provide food, a home, any of those things that are great and wonderful things, if we do that apart from the gospel, then we're becoming much like the societal organizations that accomplish the same thing, that we're doing it simply to meet the needs of people rather than meeting the ultimate need that all people have, which is salvation in Christ Jesus. And so we can't separate the first two from this third one, but this third one sure does help quite often in accomplishing the first two. The statement, though, says, Mercy Ministry seek to meet the needs of those in our communities and all over the world with the hope that their hearts would be softened to receive the gospel. Though we should not receive or perceive any individual as a project or a mission, we should generally want to reach out and get to know people due to love for God and love for them. Um, we do have a motivation in doing these things, and it's that God would do a work in the heart of the individual to soften them for the work in which he wants to do in their life. So how is this just, explain to everybody how is this everyone's calling? Yeah, so it, it's really easy for us to look at these three things, evangelism, discipleship, and mercy ministries, and say, well, I'm not so good at X, or I'm not so good at A, or I'm not so good at B, and so therefore, I don't do these things, and it's okay, because I'm going to focus on B, which I am good at. Um, and what I mean by that is some people would say that, you know, I'm not good at evangelism, so I'm going to focus on mercy ministry, or I'm not good at mercy ministry, so I'm going to focus on discipleship, or I'm not good at discipleship, so I'm going to focus on evangelism. See, the reality to all of this is that scripture is clear that this this is something we all should do. We should all lead in doing. Now, there's going to be things that we're going to be better at than other. Um, like around this room, I don't want to be majorly specific, but if I had to argue and if I had to guess, um, really one of us would probably fall more strengthened or more apt aptable uh, in accomplishing one of these or the other. Like personally, I would say that out of these three, I'm more gifted towards discipleship. 
where if David asked, or maybe let's, let's experiment with this. David, when it becomes comes to evangelism, discipleship, mercy ministries, which one do you think would be your more natural um, gifting? Probably along the lines of mercy ministries. Okay. And Nick, what do you think? I feel more of the discipleship part. Okay. All right. So two, three people, two different uh, stronger uh, inclinations of which ones they would be better at. And the point I'm making here is just because David would feel like he does better with mercy ministries, that doesn't mean that he's not, uh, he gets an excuse to not evangelize or to not make disciples. And just because Nick thinks he's better at discipleship doesn't mean that he doesn't have the responsibility of doing mercy ministry. And so, um, and then one last thing I just want to make clear in all of this is though we're making this distinction between evangelism and discipleship, there's really not that much of a distinction. Um, the Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it doesn't say go therefore make converts. Rather, it says go therefore make disciples. And so evangelism is a part of making disciples. It's just the first step of it, okay? And so I'm, I'm making these three things clear because not everyone we evangel evangelize to or share the gospel with will be people we make disciples of because not everyone we share the gospel with will be saved. And so I'm making these three things distinct so that we would make our calling distinct. Um, and so what I want to end with before we get into any statements from the guys here is really that we all have the calling to do these three things, but it's about learning and trying to growing in the ones that we are weaker in than the other and leaning into other people within the church to help us accomplish one or the other. Mercy ministry is not my gifting. It's not something that I naturally think through, but because that is something that David would naturally think through, he would be one that I would reach out to for advice and organizing something to reach the needs of our community. Uh, where discipleship may not be his uh, strength, so he may desire to reach out to me about some advice, how to lead someone in this or someone in that, and how to accomplish that. And so I say all that to say is when we walk through this together, we really looked at Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 16 as one of our proof texts, uh, mainly for discipleship, but it's fitting for all of this, is it ends in verses 15 and 16 saying that, um, the members make up the one body. And when the one body works well um, together, then it's accomplished in its mission. And so um, I just want to bring some encouragement to anybody listening is you play a part in God's plan. And so it's a matter of figuring out where you best fit and then trusting that God will help others come alongside you to prep you for the ways that you're not best fit. Um, and so my encouragement would be, is let's be people that share the gospel, make disciples, and reach those in need around us. That God would soften their hearts and then give us the opportunity to do the first two. David, Nick, do you have anything you want to add before we end this recording? I just want to say um, that tonight, you know, if you missed out, I had a chance to teach the kids. And um, let me tell you, those, Jesus meant what he said, how the have the heart of a child because you know children when they are innocent and they see nothing but pure things and I think we should you know, take after them. You know, it's very humbling to teach kids and you know, see their hearts. That's right. Definitely a gift of David and not of mine. I do well teaching my own kids, which was two out of the four that was there tonight, but still not the other two. Nick, you want to add anything? Not very much to top that, so <laughs> I right. think I'll keep my peace. <laughs> All right, well, guys, we hope that this was edifying for you and that it would be helpful for you to understand some of the core things here at Redeemer. We hope that you would have a great and blessed week, and we hope that you will hear us again next week.
Thank you for listening to another podcast episode for Redeemer Church in Columbus, Mississippi. We hope this material has been beneficial. 